0: In a recent interview, Trichet linked the recent exacerbation of the Eurozone's debt crisis to to the 2008 collapse of the U.S. investment bank Lehman Brothers, saying, the markets didn't work anymore the markets don't work anymore? What about all those market economists? What about all those economic departments in the University of Chicago and other fine institutions based on market economics? Hey, guys, I'm waving a flag. It appears, according to the president of the European Central Bank, it don't work no more. Trichet was further quoted as saying that there was no doubt the economy is in its most difficult situation since World War II, or perhaps even since World War I. Well, that's repeat that repeats the topic sentence, but it's good to say it again. Let's say, let's say it's not in its worst shape since World War I. Let's say it's not Weimar Germany. Let's just say it's in its worst shape since World War II. Well, we left Europe, or should I say, Hitler and his legions and the Russians left Europe in a shambles. The economies were ruined. Is it that bad? Well, It's healthier on the outside, you know. It's a Potemkin economy. It kind of looks okay. There's pictures of all those Frenchmen looking kind of stylish, drinking better wine than we are, and the the Spaniards, you know, eating tapas and having a wonderful time, and the Greeks living a Mediterranean lifestyle, and the Germans working real hard and getting their mail on time. All those good things. But the fact is, is that unemployment in Spain is 20% because of the bogus housing market. Portugal's on the rails. So is Greece. They're worried about Italy. They're worried about Spain. What's next? The fact is, is that the euro is in deep trouble. The euro opened at eighty cents to the dollar when it came on. I don't remember exactly the date, but it was like almost twenty years ago, and it went up to as high as I think like a buck sixty. It's like a buck twenty five now and falling. As the euro falls, it it. Puts tremendous pressure on these economies and also tremendous pressure on all the people with euro backed investments like state bonds, much of which is owned by the United States, the country to which I salute economically. It's a world market crisis. It's just not the euro. Of course, America has 46% of its unemployed unemployed for more than 50 weeks. A whole parts of Southeast China, where they made all those fine goods for three cents an hour, is collapsing because its largest customer, us, just ain't buying. Japan just threw, what, $20 billion into the economy to keep things moving. The Germans threw a trillion dollars in to keep the euro from falling. And it's still taking a downhill ride. Now, I'm not a doomsayer. Uh, I get no joy out of other people's economic problems. I have plenty of myself. No Schadenfreude here. In fact, I'm not into Freud at all. But the fact is, is that if we're going to do anything about what's going down, if we're going to make things better, we have to take a realistic look at the nature of the markets and the nature uh, nature of our economy. They're not doing it very well in Washington. Well, one reason is that they're completely cut off from the reality. I mean, there's this wonderful story that Senator Ben Nelson from, uh, I think he's from Nebraska, uh, was asked by Tom Harkin to help him pass this amendment to the financial reform that would cap the fees charged uh, when people went to um, their the banks, for their ATMs. And Nelson said, well, I can't help you because I, I really don't know what an ATM is. I've never used one. He said, well, I do know how to use those holograms on the products in the grocery stores. They're not holograms, Ben. They're barcodes, but that does put him in the same league with George Bush, Sr., who went to his first grocery store, stood in line, and didn't know what the barcodes were. So there's a real disconnect between our legislatures and the real world. We are the real world, and it's absolutely
1: necessary that we get real. Over the years, I've done a lot of different radio shows, Uh, really happy to be doing Radio Free Oz in its uh, web manifestation. I used to do a show called Osman's Audiola, which was based on the idea that eventually, if you listen to the show, you would hear everything ever recorded. Well, it started first with, you know, 78s and LPs and then, you know, things you'd collect here and there and golly, finally it moved on to uh, CDs, and you'd be surprised at the weird rarities you find. And uh, this one on a CD I found at Senior Thrift right here in uh, Freeland, Washington. I think that you'll find this um, flash from the remote past about 100 years ago will remind you of uh, the present day more than you care to imagine. This is one of America's great, great stars George M. Cohan.
2: Did you ever sit and ponder, sit and wonder, sit and think why we're here and what this life is all about? It's a problem that has driven many brainy men to drink. It's the weirdest thing they've tried to figure out. About a thousand different theories the scientists can show, but never yet have proved a reason why. With all we've thought and all we're taught, why all we seem to know is we're born, live a while, and then we die. Life's a very funny, proposition after all imagination jealousy hypocrisy law, three meals a day a whole lot to say when you haven't got the coin you're always in the way everybody's fighting we wind our way along every fellow claims the other fellow's in the wrong, hurried and worried until we're buried. There's no curtain call. Life's a very funny proposition after
0: all. Oh, yeah, coming to the end of another radio friars, and we cannot escape this web experience without another. Taste of the Tang,
1: Dave. Well, I I take you to the Tang here. I'm thinking of my brothers on a moonlit night. Good, good. Garrison drums. Stop travel. Autumn on the frontier. Sound of one wild goose. Nightfall. From now on, the dew will be white. This same moon shines where I grew up. My brothers are scattered. Scattered. No way to know if they're alive. The letters we send each other never seem to arrive. And the war goes on and on.
0: Radio Free Oz. Hey, Dave, tomorrow, guess what? What, what, what? Ben Bland. The host of Ben Bland's All Day Matinee is going to be with us. He's what? one of the most famous announcers in the history of, of, of television. Yeah, absolutely. What a treat. And he promises to be sober. So can't. <laughs> all right. That's tomorrow. Okay. I'm, Dave Osmond, he's our co-host. I'm your host, Peter Bergman. John Cummings does our ones and zeros, puts it all together. Phil Fountain is the head of the Oz Design Room, how pretty it is up on that side. Tom Gedwillow is our webmaster. Dave Maloney, our audio engineer and audio producer. He does the mix. He fixes it right. Bill McIntyre, well, he produces the whole thing. And Scott Wild, our social media guru, and he's doing some wonderful stuff. Catch us tomorrow or whatever you do to put Oz in your ears.